Hello, shalom, salam, and hola. Welcome to the Hot Jewish Podcast. I'm Michael, aka Hot Jewish Energy. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Hot Jewish Energy, mm. at Hot Jewish Podcast, and at Michael T. Valdez. Our setup is very, very different today because we are here with the Kosher Dills. What's going on? How's it going? Nothing much. Welcome I have to ne- the crib. I've never been to this part of Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, it's um, an acquired taste, as they say. It's It was interesting, but we're here on this very interesting couch, very yeah. personality couch. But um, yeah, how have you been? I'm I'm great. I feel like uh, you know I love how there's so much light in my apartment right now because you know we got the lights on. So <laughs> yeah, that's I don't, I don't get the best light on the inside. So I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy to be here and thank you for having me in your humble abode. Yeah. And um, you have Wild Wild Out premiering tonight. Yeah, Today's yeah, Wild and Out. Yes. How does yeah. that feel? It's today May 18th. It is. Um, it's cool. I, I, uh, you know, the effect of, uh, I don't know where I learned this. I must've learned it in economics. This is the law of diminishing returns. You, the first time you're on it, you're like, oh my God. And then once it becomes accustomed to you, you're like, what's the next thing? You record so much of the show that when it comes on, you're like, I don't even remember what episode it was or this. And as in like, mm-hmm. You should know, like you're on TV, like what's happening. Yeah. And a, th- a big thing with me is that after I like upload a video, after I do work, I usually don't watch my stuff because for me, it's more of like the process of getting stuff out and mm-hmm. getting it out of me into there and then other people. And just to, I try not to really consume it as much, but it is, ex- it is exciting, you know, like I am. I get yeah. really excited to see myself on TV. It's VH1. I mean, you're on cable. That's every, I mean, for me, I'm in the entertainment industry too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it. I'm slowly making my way in there and it's just, it, it's a big deal. And you're on a mate. Yeah. And I get what you're saying because a lot of other people who have gotten to the point where you've gotten in into your career, it's just kind of, it's your job. Yeah, it's a job. It's a job. Like it's, yeah. I really am happy you describe it because it's a job. Um, one, I'm very happy with my job. I, I really enjoy it. It's not the only thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's another facet to like creating my stuff. Like I made my first film and I'm shooting like a redoing another scene in June. And then we're submitting to film festivals. And to me, that's like, holy shit is that your first time acting well i would say you know this is almost like a reality you know like in particular improv comedy game show yeah this is acting directing um producing and you know i produce a lot of my own video clips like Mm -hmm. i'm producing and setting up shots and buying buying all the fashion and making things for the video and hiring and delegating tasks yeah this is like my first time acting really with like my own lines and you know that's it it's, it's like mad it's exciting. exciting it is it's, yeah, it's you're stepping like into this. my world now <laughs> yeah I've, oh man it's really exciting for me because i always dream i always dreamed of like film like and no one really knows that but like secretly like that's all i was always dreaming of i was always mm-hmm. like i want to be in movies and and film and acting and and you know a lot of people daydream mm-hmm. about things they want to do and for me, I was always left with the task of you have to do it yourself. And Wild and Out is like a culmination of hard work and and performing on the spot and improv and comedy. Now acting is like 
the same thing, but you get to try it. It's like a music studio. So you're like, all right, let's shoot it again. Let's do it like this. Oh, that was perfect. And, and even though it's not really perfect, but we're just going to go with it because that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yeah. That's the cool thing about being indie is like, you could just do whatever you want. Wild and Out is exciting because it's a big production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a I've, lot of people on set. I've seen your clips of it. You are, your flow is insane. Thank like you. when people, I when the other performers are trying to one up you and you just come in and you're just doing your thing, you're making it about you, which it should be about you because you're in that show. You are the minority. Yeah, in yeah, a way, yeah. in a <laughs> yeah, way, you yeah. are the minority in that yeah. show because. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm gonna get into that a little bit about you going into the hip hop and rap industry because we all know that it's primarily a POC industry and a lot of there there isn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of room for you could say black you could say it's hip-hop it's hip-hop's black well, it's black, a black art black hispanic but hip-hop comes from black like it's yeah. black art form right hip-hop comes from yeah it's black art form comes from also it's like a lot of jazz influence like all that yeah really then it became latin you know with latin mm-hmm. influences this is just because if you really go into it like fat joe it's like when the like latin puerto rican influences came into hip-hop artists latin superstars mm-hmm. now obviously latin music is its own thing with and now hip-hop is just it's like the biggest art form in the world and biggest it's biggest most widely consumed mm-hmm. piece of art that has been monopolized and and profited off of and like culture right because you got hip-hop and bud light commercials you know you got hip-hop and everything you got yeah. hip-hop and country it's and pop too. yeah of course pop is complete like for me to be on the show this is the last wild and out is the last it's not the last but like as far as improv it's the black snl it's it's the original form it's kevin hart did a cat williams pete davidson um matt reif you know 85 south it's black television show the audience primarily black it's everyone anywhere in america where i go i ask people if they know wild and out and if someone is black in america they know wild and out the hundred percent if they don't know wilding out that would be into because nick cannon was really he did the same thing he was similar to me he's he was like the black guy in disney you know what i mean mm-hmm. 17 so there's they had kind of similar ways of like pathways of like kind of being in places that no one would think you would make it to and yeah. sort of Anyways, I love the cultural history of Wilding Out. Now that you're doing all these these really big things, Mm -hmm. where did it stem from? What was it? Because originally you're from New Jersey. Yes. You spent a lot of time in Israel as Mm -hmm. well. Your parents are Israeli. Mm -hmm. What was it like growing up for you having that? And did that sense of living here and living in Israel give you like a dual identity of being both yeah i think i was never jewish enough i wasn't israeli enough i wasn't american enough Uh, like i come from a really culturally diverse area in edison new jersey i mean like i think all the kids i rolled with one one guy was chinese puerto rican puerto rican and black black white the whole gamut russian you know like kids of immigrants you know and my other best friend who was like Persian and um, he was the rapper. I wanted to fit in with like everybody. Like that was really like, didn't really have a sense of belonging. And you sort of navigate the, I didn't really, parents were Israeli. We did like Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Passover, Hanukkah. 
I would say that, you know, hip hop sort of came into my life when I was sports. So sports was everything, soccer and wrestling, wrestling. I, I got, you know, I was, I was, I did quite well in it. And this is like a kind of symbol symbolism for my life. I always took second place and third place. I never took first and sort of like always kind of taking shorts or just stopping before the finish line. And I really like find like the symbolisms in my life. And as I went and got older, I realized, you know, I was just like battling, rapping and just always like something to prove really in the later teenage years, I finally got on stage and then I really started like, okay, this is like, I find like I'm an outsider here, but I'm accepted by the outside, probably not really accepted too much. And I found that a lot in my life, just family upbringing and stuff. And just, that was like my pathway into it. So really hip hop came from you know, me not fitting in. And I was just like a place where I could really express myself. It's a very expressive art form. A lot of different performers, they focus on something that they really care about, a cause that they really care about, or they're talking about the current events of what's going on in the world, what's not working. And you really, you bring a lot of your Jewish identity into it, which is contrary from what I was what what I was reading, you you kind of strayed away from it in a way. Well, yeah, I really like, I would say my personal life just yeah. really didn't, you know, wasn't like, I remember I was like the first girl I dated, I was like, I'm not going to date anyone who's Jewish. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You, but then it was like, oh, it's kind of like, then like the other, sh- that shit just became weird. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone's not Jewish for me, for me or me. Like, I was just like, I don't I don't know. And, uh, and, you know, I was also, I got sober, like when I was 22 turning 23, but I was like selling drugs and I was like really like into street shit. And I, I was doing anything and I could have fit in and, and, and hip hop was like a way for me to be like with battle rap it was like a good way of me saying like, fuck you to somebody. And then like beating them. And that was probably like resembling what I really wanted to do in my personal life. Tell people like, go fuck themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my, in my real life, like outside from the yeah. music shit, but the music pathway is like a way to like, keep me going. So you find yourself in this identity, you know, yeah. of like an artist. And back then it wasn't like, like now like Kendrick Lamar is Kendrick Lamar. Before Kendrick Lamar is Kendrick Lamar, he had rap moves, K-Dot. So it was like, I'm not Rami, Evanash, I'm Kosha Dills. I'm like this thing mm-hmm. that's just like, this is what we're doing. And, you know, because Kosha Dills time and just Kosha Dills, or at that time it was KD Flow. And um, yeah. just battling and battling and battling and, and just trying to like make a new name for yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. you like feel <laughs> you're like coming out of this like whatever experience of, you know, why I was probably getting high in the first place. And then then that story kind of took over of like, all right, this is now the kosher dills and recovery. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be kosher dills. I'm going to have a strong Jewish identity. You kind of get behind the strong Jewish stuff. Couldn't really like find your own shit. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, Hey, why don't you rap about Israel? Rap about this. Rap about, like, okay. You know, fucking rap about that. You know, anyone says like, we'll book you at this place. If you rap about this and I'm coming from dude, I've never had a job except selling drugs or like, delivering pizza or mm. the last job I had, I was selling door to door cemetery plots. Like, wow. yeah, that was the last job I had. And then, um, and then I got sober and people were like, um, you know, play here, play there. I'm just like, just doing anything and just trying to like stay out of prison and jail. So I'm on all these probation. Uh, I had already did time, um, on my earlier offenses 
So this is like circa 2004, 2005. And then I met um, some other Jewish artists along the way. And then sort of then it became like, oh, now I'm going to start exploring the Jewish stuff. When you served your time in prison and you came out, you've had kind of this rebirth into your Jewish identity. How yeah. was was there like that movie-esque moment of realization when you realized that I just need to take it back and go right back to where it all started? What do you mean? Like Jewish that? Yeah, your Jewish identity. No. The, the fuck? The, what's that? And if I just say it's like, oh, the Jewish shit, the Rami shit, it's just like learning about my history was sort of like, you don't really understand why you're doing it, right? It's like, you really want to know about your history to kind of understand like what you come from. Yeah. My whole family, my fa- my grandfather's whole side of family died in the Holocaust. My, my mom, like my father's, his father, everyone died and other people, they survived, you know, like you, I couldn't even communicate with my grandparents because I didn't speak the language when I was younger. Like mm-hmm. my first language was Hebrew. Then I started learning English really young. And then I just, you just forget it. And then it becomes intimidating because Hebrew is like a very intimidating language. Yeah. Like to just fall. I want to speak English. I like to speak English. But you know what I mean? You're like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't want to like offend anyone. You know, you're so timid. The comeback to Jewishness was that this like more observant Jewish community was so nice to me. And I had appeared with Modest Yahoo. Um, and all, all I really wanted to do was just rap. I just want to, I couldn't, it's like a blabbermouth. I just needed to rap. Like yeah. all, that's you it. You wanted to talk about how you were feeling about situations. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. go out and perform and you get a big cheer. That was like the new, the new drug, you know, it's like yeah. performing. Right. So when you go into that and then you start getting immersed into all this like Jewish community stuff, this was like a new thing. And you're like, Oh, I guess it's kind of cool. Like, you know, it seems pretty positive and you're learning and, and it's good. But in reality, if I think about it now, I wish I went about it like just just maybe differently. Um, I think a lot of the stuff I was just kind of like people, I was just, anyone or anyone invited me, I'd go because I was so used to not being invited anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like no one knew who I was. No one liked me from my previous life. No one really, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. but now that I wasn't getting high or anything, I was, people were just inviting me places and I love the camaraderie, you know, but I was just kind of, if I think about, you know, a lot of it, you know, they're like, just rap about Israel. You're Israeli. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck, fuck everybody. You know what I mean? And it became like combative. And I liked that because I liked rap battling. And I liked the, the idea that since I was Israeli, since I was like pro-Israel or whatever you want to call it. Which is not a hot thing to be right now, which. I'm talking about this is like 2007, 2008. Yeah. Right? So it was not, the war we had was 2006 at that time. So it was like. Yeah, that was like uh, this was a kind of a different time on on college. Like it I, wasn't as it wasn't as intense as it is now because with just, social media. just with social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, no, it was fucking it, it was intense. And I remember they were like, like I got guys from like I, I said I brought over Israeli artists. We did this whole thing in the Bay Area, went to Stanford, went to San Francisco State, went to all these places, Berkeley. And I remember like my buddy who was that I went to Yeshiva with. Like I went to Yeshiva because they paid me like a thousand dollars to go. Like that's why I went. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll move out of my parents' house and go to like Yeshiva this... in Israel. No, in New Jersey. I went for like a month. <laughs> it was so um, funny. Orthodox Yeshiva. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I went to it. And, 
Yeah, it's like where I le- learned how to do stuff. I mean, it was cool, but and I made some really great friends there. Um, and I remember me and my but like my buddy uh, Antar, who helped me book my fr- and this is why I'm telling the story. We went to these got like there was something on campus, and there was a fight, and then they were like fist fighting, and and the story like traveled everywhere because it was like in the newspaper, it was in like the Israeli national news or something fight breaks out or rap show or and it was the first time I experienced like the context of like people changing your words and stuff like that and and also like experience like that wasn't what happened but it's always reported yeah um and that same guy who 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 got into the fight Antar like when I booked my first uh, U.S. tour on MySpace like it was oh my gosh and uh yeah it was it was amazing and like but that's what I really wanted to do was just like go and play for people and just be myself mm-hmm. and play for everyone. I don't, not just Jewish people or just black people or just white trash people in the Midwest and underground hip hop, weird, you know, backpack hip hop dudes. And I sort of like, my dream was like, can I bring all those cool worlds together? And that would be my world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it proves to be really difficult to bring people together who don't want anything to do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Everyone just like in their groove and, so it sort of split my identity from like Rami into Kosha Dills and Kosha Dills into Rami. And I think it totally hindered myself. Um, a lot That's of tough. growth. Yeah, yeah. If I think back at it, I was like, dude, I was taught wrong. And could, you know, I dealt with what the information or what I had or those things I did to sort of like survive through those, those years. Um, Are you still having trouble kind of bringing those two together or are you really like keeping it separate now yeah i think um and just to break it down into context when you take a name named kosha dills and then you have your other name as rami matan evanash that one sounds serious one sounds like a lot you know what i mean yeah. right once and um and kosha dills the brand in general as itself has if you mention it in a jewish circle people will know it you know yeah. you mention it in hip-hop people get to know it but with the tools you have today, as Rami, I could blow up in six months. It's like, mm. you know what I'm saying? If you do everything right or you want to yeah. say, I want to elevate me. You don't have to keep those things separate anymore. Um, you don't. Uh, but Not I'm saying you, you, I could. And like the kosher deals thing is like always going to do what it's going to do. Yeah. But I think sometimes like I, you give yourself like a fresh start, you know? that's something I'm really interested in. So like in my acting and things like that, I'm just like, this could be Rami. I don't need to fucking, I'll just promote it on my channel and stuff. But ideally the the reason I wanted to get into it is just because what in 2008 or 2010 or 15, if you try to do that, like, cause the social media wasn't advanced as it is now, you know, you could, you could start something new next month and, and like make these, things is you know me speaking about my personal journey versus the kosher dill stuff that's like israel and jewish and passover raps and hanukkah songs and mm-hmm. <laughs> israel this and hebrew that and and that could uh it's always going to be what's going to be and then rami could just be about like the real shit that i was feeling was that it was like when i was navigating all this stuff and telling people to go fuck themselves and rap battles was really like speaking from my own like trauma and like things of you know growing up and i think and this is why i really like uh families that like have strong jewish identity it's like built into them Mm -hmm. so they don't have to kind of 
were like they always had that me i had to like i had it right and i was like i'm the israeli guy and then there's like the jewishness like this new york jew or new jersey jew and then and then you have your creative side and it's like a totally separate wing you know what i mean that you're you're doing i was almost like jealous all these kids going to the jewish they can't like i went i never ever understood any like the first time i met a rabbi was in jail <laughs> you know i mean i met other rabbis but that was the first time i was really like i remember speaking to somebody you know so like hey you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and i only saw that got rabbi out of spite everyone else was seeing a pastor and a priest and shit like that so you wanted you wanted <laughs> to feel included yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was out of my mind um yeah i'm a, like a late i feel like i'm a late bloomer and shit dude so but now it's it's cool because I do I really now I'm really enjoying a lot of the Jewish stuff I'm doing. Since you're in in an in industry that's predominantly black and you're a minority within the industry as being Jewish, do you ever feel anxious? Do you ever feel isolated sometimes? Did you feel that in the past? Do you feel it now? Mm, I think if you look at the past years, so like in 2000 I would say I was really out making music as Kosha Dills 2008, although I had done stuff before then, mm -hmm. like in years and battles and stuff. But like the last public battle I went into, besides Wild and Out, was like 2011. Um, it was like an Eminem rap battle um, in Red Bull. It was 2010. And I remember it was the first time I was in Billboard because it was a surprise Eminem show and he was coming out with his album Recovery and shit. 2008 was like backpack rap. It was like a different era of like underground rap and Talib Kweli, Most Def, and pretty, you know, very pro-Palestine, anti-Israel, anti, you know, anti-Israel shit was existing. You know, 2015, I was in Warp Tour, so it was pretty white, pretty white stuff. So there's more Jewish kids there, and any of the black kids that were there were like punk rock, you know what I'm saying? And that was like- They, have, they have a lot of hip-hop artists on Warp Tour? They would yeah. have like four acts, like Machine Gun Kelly, Mod Sun, g -Z. Mm hoodie -hmm. allen you know pretty friendly but i was like the guy kevin is also jewish that ran i got him to israel and mm -hmm. he you know he was like this is punk rock you're jewish rap. you know what i mean like no one's doing what you're doing and that was like why i it is kind of a punk rock thing no one's like the jewish rapper yeah you know that's trying to make jewish shit cool and doing making it funny and making it quirky and then as time went on I blended into the pop world with rap, like alternative hip hop. Mm -hmm. So not really. This is sort of like now coming back to New York is more street shit, more really my essence of what I started with when I was in Jersey. I lived in LA nine years. So when you're in LA, everything's like blurred together. It's, it's yeah. like, it's like, ah, oh, hip hop and pop. This is like an era. So it's, it, it, it's not primarily black. If, if I would say it would, but like wild and out, now that I was back on this and New York in general and mm -hmm. New York street performing and just your every day, it's New York. So it's a melting pot of cultures. You have Spanish, black, Asian, everything, mm -hmm. you know, Palestinian, Yemenite. That would, I would say here, the, any anti-Semitism I've ever faced is definitely more so from Jewish people being afraid to embrace someone because it's too Jewish. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, no, that's very common. It's someone that's yeah. basically, it's basically a Nazi concept. <laughs> sadly, dual loyalty. So it's uh, saying you're you're 
I don't want to be in this industry because I have imposter syndrome. So if I'm too Jewish, then I'll feel like that's uh, Jewish cherry picking of other supporting other Jewish people, mm -hmm. right? If, if that's what you're doing, then you're not going to be accepted and you're going to be casted away from your position. But, you know, even though I am Jewish mm -hmm. and then other people are like, well, if it's a black person accepting a Jewish person and they co-sign me, then it's solid. Right. Mm -hmm. But a Jewish person would look at me a while and out and then say, but he's anti-Semitic or like, you know what I'm saying? So it's damned if you do damned, if you don't. And that's what Jewish people kind of deal with, at least navigating in the industry. So it's like, you could be really proud to be a Jew. Something bad happens. You're like, yeah, but then you get successful and break into pop culture and you're like, mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? The double edged sword. It's a double edged sword, you know, because your core base mm -hmm. is your core base. But are they really your core base if they don't want to see you win? They only want to see you win on their own terms because it's their own insecurities of their own shit that they're, they're placing onto you. Yeah. I just saw somebody the other day mm -hmm. and I know this dude, right? And I seen him and I was, and dude, he used to reach out to me all the time and be so, so cool, mm -hmm. right? And then he started working with other people that are, you know, definitely like, mm, you know, they're definitely don't like Israel, you know what I'm saying? And that's fine, whatever. It's cool. It's like, it's a business. You don't, we're not working with people based on their political views or, you know what I'm saying? You're just, you just know them and you're like, okay, and this is what I do. And then they become cold to you and you, you're like, what could you do? Because that's their own journey. So that's the way I put it. But the only way I saw that is that I've seen people that have known me for 10 years and then throughout their own journey, they like, they change because they're, they're having their own personal experiences. Maybe they had a death in the family, maybe they had something else. The cool thing for me is that I understand life as, as being a kid to Israeli immigrants. I understand what it's like to not be Israeli enough. I understand what it's like to be not Jewish enough. I understand the concept of too Jewish, right? Mm -hmm. Being too, too, too openly proud of your Jewishness, right? I understand the concept of not being orthodox enough. Mm -hmm. I'll wear a yarmulke. I just got this Jewish star the other day. Is it, like, I'll take it off. This is crazy. It's from the Middle Ages. I'm going to show this shit. There's some, I got this <laughs> as a gift. And I misplaced him again to Vid. And I don't really care. I'll just wear nothing and just have Hebrew lettering. I just like identifying as a Jew because my name's Rami. And Rami's also a Palestinian name, Arabic name. And mm -hmm. I like to be, I don't, I don't everyone, everyone confused. I like people to know that I'm Jewish. Anywhere I go especially in like places where there's like high amounts of like anti-Semitism. I was going to say New York is, it's a hotbed now. New York's not, New York's fine. I'm talking like Amsterdam, like Paris, like France, like neighborhoods. It's like, yeah. It's been bad here though. More recently, it's been bad. Mm. I'd like to disagree on, on respectfully. Mm -hmm. I know that there are isolated incidents that, you know, but because I understand media, like and yeah. seeing how it it it's been it it gets bad on an everyday basis around here it's not it's not but i'd be lying if i say i didn't see something that said israel's in a part of the, right at the corner and i took the signs off myself i took some shit off you. yeah i was not oh, my fucking neighborhood <laughs> you know i'll fucking and, and I'm, I'm like crazy because i live next door to israel you see shit and you're just like this is i could say oh my god it's getting bad or this is one person that went and did it, you know what I'm saying? Or two or three people that did it. Mm -hmm. But are they like, you know, then you see on, you know, Jews of New York, shout out to Yoav, like 
on the Jews in New York Instagram, you know, in Bay Ridge, a lot of Palestinian people, and there's, you know, big rallies. And then they're like, you know, from the river to the sea, that's in Bay Ridge. But like, do we, do you go there? And it just depends how crazy you feel. Like, like, uh, do you go there and say, Hey, that's, you know, should we work peace out? But you know, then we have our Israeli parade. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, we do March down fifth half. Everyone kind of has have their March. Yeah. I go to the parade every year. I love the parade, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm more about building personal relationships. I have a lot of Palestinian friends. And for me, that's like the most important. It's like, okay, if I'm willing to ever like disagree in anything, I always for myself, because I find myself like a child of the world, you know, I'm well-traveled, been to 50 states, I've been, you know, 12, 13 countries. I want to be able to discuss Israel anywhere I go. Yeah. Five people angry at me and I'm just like, not, you know, not phased by it. That's mm-hmm. like my, always my, always my goal. So, and, but I'm always trying to make friends too, you know, where, or at least, you know, it's good that you acquaintances. Keep, you keep your circle very diverse because I know there are a lot of Jewish people who don't like keeping their circle diverse. They like keeping it with the people that they only agree with or people that are very similar to them. And I, I love that you're able to, even if someone doesn't necessarily agree with you on some things you're able to still foster that friendship which is which is really good yeah well you shouldn't agree with your with everyone yeah i mean it's impossible it's a problem it's a problem now a lot yeah of- yesterday i saw this yeah. uh, street performer guy he's an older guy mm-hmm. kosher deals and i'm like i'm on like my rami quest so i'm like oh my name's rami by the way he's like oh okay. you know but he knows me as kosher because we're he has a jazz band mm-hmm. and um it's a german dude he's like Man, I saw this documentary on German TV. I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm imitating a German accent, but I'm allowed to, okay? So, <laughs> you know, because it's funny. He's like, yeah, I watched this this uh, um, documentary on the founding of the state of Israel, uh, the creation. He said the creation. I said, oh, you meant the reestablishment? You know, right off the right <laughs> off the dick. I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that existed before where you're from, yeah. I just find it so interesting that, because you're, you know, you should, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, and, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I know about Palestine and Israel because my mother was born in 48 of February. And the oh, big discussion wow. was, is it Israel? What is your birth certificate? Is a Hebrew on it? And, my, you know, my mom asked all her friends and then they're all the birth certificates are in Hebrew. You know what I mean? Because this is like a, a thing that we redo history and they're like, well, it was Palestine before, you know? So I technically am a British Palestinian. Uh, from a, you know what I'm saying? So you could say that just for for sake of clout in the world of, oh, well, I could say this because I'm from here and I'm from my friends. Like I'm seven generations of Jerusalem. You know what I mean? You have all these things to overqualify you in the conversation of that, of this topic. And the cool thing for me is because people know me from my music, from my hustle, from my hard work and ethics of of dedication to my craft, that I'm able to have these conversations with yeah. other people, you're not going to make friends with a German jazz musician who doesn't like Israel no. and and understand like the ins and outs of like, I didn't ask him about his parents because his parents, at his age, his parents are like around the Nazi party. Well, what do they do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you, so it's an honor. That's the coolest thing about being the kosher deals name is that I'm able to really, which I think is more important than me being me anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I think, 
being able to bridge to build bridges build and, bridges and just have yeah. conversations and uh on the train and it was funny i must have i know there's a lot of like names in the jewish activism space that will know more than me about historical facts mm-hmm. or how many times did we offer land to to, to the, palestinians and yeah. how many was how many how many times or who was the leader at the time of what organization the fact is that dude does not give a fuck but <laughs> that shit he just saw a documentary and he wants to he doesn't like that people are suffering because like that's what that movie invoked out of him it just mm-hmm. pulled it out of him he just felt so bad mm-hmm. right and i'm like you know i wanted to be like well do you ever watch holocaust films the guy is an amazing musician mm-hmm. and the conversation left pleasant. I said, you could ask me anything you ever want about Israel because every fucking day I go somewhere and people go, oh, you're kosher deals. What do you think about? (laughs) It's that concept of that people think they, I mean, you're at a point in your career, in your life where if someone asks you, you're not going to be, you're going to be unapologetically you and talk about what you believe in. But for other people, it's like a sense of people feeling attacked in a way that every single time, like online, any Jewish influencer who posts something about anti-Semitism or about a Jewish holiday, they get bombarded with all these questions about Palestine. And it's like, now mm-hmm. everybody thinks they have a right to ask Jews about this whenever, whenever, like they, mm-hmm. people don't realize that there's not a right, that there is a right time to have these conversations. But because I know for a lot of people, for me, it's tough because I, anytime I get asked about those questions when it's unwarranted, I get really defensive because well, it's tough. The thing, at least for me, is that mm-hmm. you're res- what I'm respected in a, in a world of pop art, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm on a television show. I'm a billboard charting artist. I have these mm-hmm. fucking toured all around the world. I know a lot about something has nothing to do with geopolitics right Mm -hmm. people will perceive me to be different what's really difficult for kids now is that i mean on instagram you could become popular through the problem with talking about you know the ip conflict Mm -hmm. is that you get a lot of support right from people that are like driving these likes Mm -hmm. and this online stuff and it makes your thing climb extremely quick right Mm -hmm. and then you get that those endorphins, that dopamine shot. And what drives it also is the negativity. Mm-hmm. So you got all this negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my God, it's chaotic. It's like it's high. And then people are, you know, defensive and they say, hey, come to my defense. And it's kind of like a revolving circle. But what I challenge, I mean, as anyone listens to podcasts, it's like, look at your circle of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like who disagrees with you? Who doesn't? Like I have people that I, in my working circles, I know that don't work with me just because I'm is, Israeli. Like I know that for a fact mm-hmm. and we're still like have some sort of relationship, but I know there's a certain blo- wall block on it, Yeah, but that's okay. It's like my circle, it, you got to keep it diverse. And it's, and it's like outside of the online world. I remember just people being like at shows that I'm at and like, you know, yelling shit, like from the stage, like coming, getting booed. Like, so real life experience is going to be better for you than really the online stuff and -hmm. it's really difficult to navigate the online stuff honestly the best way to navigate the online stuff is it's not i mean why do you have to post about it and sometimes for me that's why i like um any stuff that i post about 
Israel and Jewishness or like, like the other day I did a show in New Jersey mm -hmm. and the DJ, DJ Habibi, he's Palestinian. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, he was just a DJ on the show mm -hmm. and I was just a rapper on the show. Mm -hmm. There was another rapper on the show that's Jewish. Put in a freestyle, something. Listen, I'm, I'm Israeli, and my buddy's here is Palestinian. And I was like, oh, he's like, oh shit. He goes, how did you know? And I was like, he had a big Palestine flag in his shirt. And the first thing I thought was like, oh man, this, we're gonna have like one of those fucking long conversations tonight. And his friend is in on it, and because sometimes they, the reality is, it's like a blessing. It's like you get, you get. There's so many people that have. There's so many of these fact pages, right? Mm -hmm. Fact pages and this and this and that. I, I like all those people. I'm just like, where are your, what's your friends? Like, what's your friend group? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's something to challenge it. I was like, I love for me. Cause I kind of thrive off. This is going back circling to my beginning of growing up as childhood. Not really like really, pr I probably should have had the conflict within my own family. Mm -hmm. And like, and let's know why battle rap was like such a great Avenue for me. But I liked, I like anything. that's like, I <laughs> like this. I like disagreeing. It's uh, it's good for me because it's healthy. Help, disagreement is healthy on some level. You yeah. know what I mean? And then being like, like I had a, like I had a call today, and a guy was like freaking out on me. Like, mm -hmm. and I told you, and I was like, I appreciate you. Like, you know what I mean? And like working through it. Like life is about problems and working through it. Ultimately, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not about likes and comments. It's not. No. <laughs> you know, you know. And it's, it's, but it's, it's, so it's like really hard to navigate in the new world because you find your little tribe, yeah. right? And you stick to your tribe and it's, and that's cool. Um, I essentially want more than just that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to, because I'm also, in, I've built up a, 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 to myself to a place where I do have the ability to bridge the gap. So it's like, I've been sort of, I don't know. You've yeah. bridged the gap in many ways. Like we're, they're not a ton of Jewish rappers, but there are that's that select group of them that yeah. you're a part of. That you're really you're setting an example for younger people. That especially since everything that you've been through in your own personal life, that you can come out the other end. Yeah, you can be successful in your personal life and your work life, which is a very tough thing for a lot of people. A lot of people in the industry. I want to finish off with. This last question, because I think it could be useful for people who are watching or listening now. Um, I hope I didn't go off on a tangent. No, oh you didn't. God. Absolutely. I hope I didn't go off on a tangent. Holy you shit. Didn't. My last question for you is, what advice would you give to young people, kids who, one, who want to be in the industry that you're in, in the hip hop, rap, music industry, and what advice would you give to kids who are afraid to express themselves, whether it's through Judaism or through their Zionism? First off, you're trying to get into the music industry. I want to wish you good luck because <laughs> it's super difficult. But if you're dope and you can make songs, make, make lots of songs. Ultimately, every day I wake up and most people do, they listen to music. And there are maybe about 80,000 songs, I think, uploaded a day to Spotify. Oh, wow. If you want to be a manager, creative director, um, do your own thing, create your own little brand, and it's free. You could do it on Instagram, Pinterest. You could sell clothes. You could do lead, and, and it's all, you know, the music industry is everything now. It's fashion. It's obviously music. It's video. So see what you're best at and try a bunch of different things, and don't be afraid to mess up and start over. Like I'm start, I'm gonna start some new stuff now, and I'm like, you know, 
over, you know, 17, 18 years doing it, you know, man, I'm, I'm starting new stuff all the time. And a lot of it fails. <laughs> Most of it does. I get 200 views, 100 views, 2000 views. And then one of the things eventually gets a lot. And, and that's sort of the joy of it. But if you like making stuff and just getting it out of you and putting art out, then that's really the most important part for music industry, for creative stuff. Um, think of great ways to express your Jewishness, which could be Zionism, Jewishness, I mean, identity, culture, food, music, writing, poetry. I think po I used to hate on poetry a lot and I started just making fun poetry recently. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. Arts and crafts. I'm, I'm like, I'm being dead serious. You know what I mean? Like little cool things. I mean, one of my favorite person that expresses this dude was W O Z underscore art. I don't know his name, but I order his shit online. <laughs> his Jewish shit. I, I love it. And like, mm -hmm. he just does great. Like his aesthetic and art stuff is just amazing mm -hmm. to the T like really some of the best stuff that I've, I've ever and I I've seen a lot of shit like I like mm -hmm. in saying I've seen so much stuff wear your Jewish identity proudly you know mm -hmm. like I just got this thing it's not diamonds but it's something <laughs> it's like an old relic and I'm like oh this is really I just love wearing stuff on my sleeve so I could talk about it because I, inherently like, I might seem extroverted some out but I'm like shy and very so a lot of stuff i'm loud is because of my personality it's very like mm -hmm. I, I don't have the ability to be like wear just white t-shirt black pants and then just go mm -hmm. for me i need to stop like it's gonna speak through some of the things i don't have the ability to speak like that that's why i get on stage so you guys have to find out that world in 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 the jewish space yeah that's it well i think that is a great place to leave it at mm. and I hope that inspires you for whoever's watching or listening. Inspiration. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, I'm here. <laughs> We're <in> my apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's this episode of the Hot Jewish Podcast with Kosha Dills. Where can they yeah. find you? Um, everything is Kosha Dills online. K-O-S-H-A-D-I-L-L-Z. Um, KoshaDillsWorld.com. My website's not the best, but I do update it. I have a Patreon. I have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything is K-O-S-H-A-D-I-L-L-Z. Hopefully it comes across the screen. And um, yeah. Any exciting things coming up? Yeah, well, um, my film, Not Everything Has to Be So Serious. It's a dark comedy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's a short film. I'm really excited. It's... Um, I'm running. I'm running a lot, raising money for Blue Card. Shout out to them. Doing some stuff with an organization called Value Culture out in the Bay Area. Tour coming up. Yeah, I have. Um, yes, have summer tour days. Playing a bunch of festivals. Uh, Sababa Fest. I'm playing um, Mercury Lounge, New York City, June 28th. I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, it's gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Israel. I I uh, saw 28th. I was like, oh, I'm leaving two days before. But oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be in Israel as well. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then... Um, You're going to be in Israel? I'm going to be in Israel at some point. I think in, I'm going to go with my folks. I'm really excited to go with my folks. Have you performed in Israel? Yeah, I've played in Israel. Um, Tivan is where I really hope to play this summer. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they have a new venue in town. That's where my family's from. 
And yeah, I'm going to New Zealand, which is really cool. I have doing a little festival in New Zealand. I'm doing, ah, I'm, I'm hoping I got a, a couple of big things happening. So bands in town is a great place to find my music, um, my music tour dates where I upload all the tour dates. And then just, if you come want to see me in a city and my new venture is comedy. I'm doing a lot of side quests with comedy wild and out. So it's going to be on every Thursday wild and out's every Thursday on, on VH1. VH1. I think it goes to Paramount plus and there's a bunch of other sites. Well, you heard it here. See Rami this summer, Kosha Dills on tour on yeah. your TV. And that has been this episode. Thank you so much for watching, guys. You can find me at Hot Jewish Energy, at Hot Jewish Podcast, and Michael T. Valdez with an S at the end. Hot Jewish Energy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Have a great day, night, wherever you are, and we'll catch you later. Later. Bye.